There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. Pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. When you think of Weatherby, you think of flat shooting magnums, you think of the Vanguard rifle, the Mark V rifle, and the long tradition of American gun manufacturing since Roy Weatherby founded the company back in 1945. But today, we aren't here to talk about any of that. We are here to talk about their shotgun lineup. I'm joined by Luke Thorkelson. He is their vice president of sales, marketing, and product development. How's everything going, Luke? Fantastic, Jason. How you doing, man? How's everything going over there at Weatherby? Man, the last couple of years have been a wild ride. Uh, it, it's really, really good. Business is good. We can't complain. There's definitely been a number of, uh, let's just say, challenges in this post-COVID world that we all are enduring. Uh, but uh, business is good, so I really can't complain too much. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's, how do you like the the... Were you with Weatherby when you guys were in California, or have you only been with the company since Wyoming? Just since Wyoming. I was one of the very first hired as part of the transition from California to Wyoming. Uh, nice. I don't I don't think I could have ever uh, been a, a California uh, resident. Sorry to anybody that is. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I just, it, it was tough. I was from the industry. I, I actually joined Weatherby from Walther Arms in uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I figured I knew what your answer was going to be if you did move that you were enjoying Wyoming better. But since you started there, I, your answer kind of uh, confirmed what what your answer would have been if you started in California. So, um, no, I appreciate having you on. I've been able to shoot, um, you know, the Weatherby element both last waterfowl season and then this year for turkey. So we're gonna. Um, definitely have a little bit, bit of experience that I can weigh in there, but um, we're going to start like every other episode. We're going to take some questions that you guys get asked a lot, you know, from from social, from you know, people emailing us. And if you have any questions of your own, please email us at ctd at phelpsgamecalls.com and we'll make sure to 
to pitch your questions to some of these experts in the field. So the first one I have for you, Luke, is why are the Element and 18i shotguns? Why did you guys decide to go with inertia-driven mechanics there? Great question. Um, So we actually used to have um, some gas shotguns in our line, and and pretty much every gas shotgun on the market, uh, you you need multiple uh, pistons, I guess, uh, for lighter and heavier loads. And it became kind of a customer service issue, and not to mention uh, a gas gun shoots a lot dirtier. You need to clean it more often. And so for, for a lot of reasons, uh, we just gravitated towards the inertia system. Our, our sales kind of started moving that way as well. And so um, we just kind of took that as customer feedback. And uh, we put a lot more effort into the inertia system uh, because it's cleaner. It's uh, you can, you're going to shoot a wider range of shells with more reliability. And uh, for those reasons, we just overall felt it was a better fit for our line. Do you find that the inertia shotguns, so regardless of you know being cleaner, are they just more repeatable? There's less breakdowns, less issues with the, with the inertia than, than with the gas? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, really, the benefit on an on an inertia shotgun is that um, you know sh- shot shell and shot shell powder they're just they're they're inherently dirty, and so when you're using that dirtiness to cycle the action, um, you just get a lot of buildup inside, and so you need to clean more frequently on a gas gun. On an inertia gun, pretty much a hundred percent of the stuff that's you know firing the shot is leaving out the front of the barrel and not coming back into the receiver where all the moving parts are so it just leads to a cleaner more repeatable system for sure and so knowing how i clean my shotguns inertia is definitely for me because i don't like to break them down and clean (laughs) clean them very often so that's a bonus yeah and then you i i'm i always jump on the you know the the turkey hunting forums you know all of that and and people talk about changing out springs so that kind of leads me to my next question that that we're still on inertia you know you guys are trying to design a spring or use a spring rate that you know a comp uh, accompanies either a two and three quarter inch low base all the way up to your three and a half inch turkey magnums have you guys found that you're able to to find a spring that works you know fairly well from everything or um, does whether be promote, you know, finding a, a spring that works better for the loads that you intend to, to shoot out of the gun. You know, there's, there's all this hopping up, but there's also just buying yeah. a gun like I do and shooting the thing, you know, and, and, and it's performing well, no matter what I throw at it. So from the factory, our guns are set up to run mostly everything. So I think I would say there's two exceptions to that. If you're a shooter that's going to go grab a gun and like just go run nothing but low base, like seven eighths shot, like lightweight stuff, um, you you might benefit by getting a slightly lighter spring rate uh, if you have no intention on on shooting you know a heavier magnum load. Uh, if you do that though, you're probably going to have issues with heavier magnum loads. What we the the spring we ship with, I believe, is like the most uh, forgiving across the range. That said, like if you know you get a brand new shotgun out of the box in your first hundred rounds, you you potentially might have a few. Uh, if you're shooting like light field loads, you might have a few that fail to cycle fully until you kind of wear in the gun just a little bit. But typically, after you get to a hundred rounds, it's going to eat pretty much everything. 
And I, I, I don't really recommend you play with the spring rate unless it's for a purpose-built shotgun, like competition shooting, or if you're going to shoot nothing but heavy magnums, going to a heavier spring rate to soften the recoil a little bit is an option. But um, like if you call our customer service, they're just going to tell you to not mess with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that answer. And I noticed that when I was uh, first shooting the element, um, just to get my red dot sided in, I was shooting a lot of just, you know, low base seven eights loads. And, you know, it was funny. You could literally watch how far the shotgun I was shooting from the same location. Like the first shell kicked a couple feet away from me. And then that, and that next shell kicked, you know, six or seven. And by the time I got to the, you know, the turkey loads, we were kicking them out there a ways. So yeah, that, that spring, you know, and as you mentioned in that first hundred shots is definitely kind of getting broken in and, and, and fitting in. So uh, great, great information on why Weatherby went with those inertia um, shotguns and uh, in, in, in lieu yeah. of using gas operated shotguns. I, I would add just in, you know, in, in full transparency and fairness too, that like typically that, that first hundred shots is not necessarily something that you have to do in a, in a gas shotgun, but, but that's your trade-off is like a gas gun is going to, you know, from the first shot, probably give you the same performance as it does in the last shot, assuming that you clean it well all the way through. Uh, but the inertia guns, it doesn't matter whose it is a little bit of break in period is, is, is beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So the next question, which doesn't really apply to me cause I'm not necessarily an upland hunter, but, um, how does the Orion compare to the other over and unders out there in the market and, and where's it placed? Uh, that is, that is one of the top questions we get. Um, the Orion, which is our over under, um, is kind of in a magical price point. So the over under market's unique. So you get, you, you get some of the upland guys, like I, I sometimes joke that upland hunters are like the cosplayers of hunters. Like they like to get, you know, the, the wax cotton stuff and, um, almost like play dress up a little more. I mean, all of us hunters play dress up a little bit, right. With the camo and whatnot. Yep. But, um, like some of the over under guys take that to the next level. And what that can lead to is like a competition to see who has the most expensive gun. Um, I think there's a law of diminishing returns with, with some of the game on the, on the shotgun side. So on the Orion specifically, we're around a thousand to 1100 bucks at retail. Um, and that, I would put the Orion up against your like silver pigeons and white onyx and Satori's all day long, but those are all $2,000 plus guns. So for basically half the price, you get the same level of performance. We have some pretty good looking wood on, on the Orions as well. And uh, the metalwork and the lockup is really, really solid. And so you get substantially more than you would get out of like uh, some of the guns that are in that, like, you know, three to six hundred dollar price point and there's just really a gap in the over under market from like that six hundred dollars to the orion at a thousand and so what we're seeing is that people want to be taken seriously and not show up with like you know just a kind of a, a junkie over under and they show up and like you know can hang with uh with the two thousand and twenty five hundred dollar shotguns all day long and then they can spend more money on their wax cotton <laughs> perfect perfect you gotta you gotta look the part you gotta feel the part but you know if if those guys are like me you know it, it comes down to performance and you want that gun to perform which it sounds like that gun you know talking with cal and um you know he shoots i think the 20 gauge orion you know had, yeah. had great luck and, and really likes that gun for all the the upland stuff he does i think uh, I, I was talking to callahan uh right after we sent him the 20 gauge orion and he goes 
dude, there's something magical about this gun. Like I've been hunting for a long time. I'm out there with snort and my, my first three shots are three kills. He's like, I'm not that good of a shooter. So it must be the gun. <laughs> yeah, uh, perfect, perfect. So I, I really appreciate you taking you know those two questions. Um, once again, if you have any questions for any of our um, guests you want answered, feel free to hit us up on social or email us at ctd at phelpsgamecalls.com. We'll do our best to kind of um, put them into the podcast. So now we're going to jump into some of the questions I had for you and, and just kind of go through your lineup. Um, what's there, what each gun's good at, um, what, you know, and, and we'll walk through that. So my, my first question for you is, can you walk us through those models? We had, we actually already mentioned them all, but the 18i, the element, the Orion kind of the differences in them. And, and as we were talking before the podcast is kind of a, a step up in nature, you know, you got different levels to the, to the shotgun. Um, so if you can explain that a little bit. Yeah. So we'll talk about, um, kind of the element, then the 18i, then the Orion. So, the Element family is, uh, it's inertia driven, as we talked about. We import those shotguns out of Turkey, and there's multiple models. So we've got the base model, which is the Element Synthetic, and pretty much all of these, that all of the elements are available in four varieties. So you got a, a 20 gauge with a 26 and 28 inch barrel, and then you got a 12 gauge with a 26 and 28 inch barrel. And then all of the elements are going to be a three inch chamber. So uh, we got the base model, which is element synthetic, and then kind of moving up in the line, then you've got the element upland, which is uh, like a matte finish walnut with uh, glossy metalwork. With it's a gloss blued metalwork. So if you're going to do waterfowl duty, that's probably not the best option. Then we have the the element waterfowl that is a camo dip that's available in a couple different patterns. And then my personal favorite is the element tungsten, which is a black polymer stock with uh, tungsten Cerakote on all the metalwork. It really looks good and has a ton of corrosion resistance from the Cerakote. Um, so on all of those um, I don't know every single price point off the top of my head, but prices basically roughly start at retail up from like 600 to about 800, you know, as you kind of step up and model. And then on the 18i family, we have the waterfowler, um, the 18i synthetic, which is just all black with uh, uh, blued metalwork. And then we've got the 18i deluxe, which is like a semi fancy. Walnut, there's some really amazing pieces of wood in the 18i Deluxe. And then it has uh, a nickel-finished aluminum receiver. Um, and the the Deluxe is a 3-inch chamber, and then all the other models of the 18i are 3.5. And, and so that's part of that step-up strategy. The Element's 3-inch chamber. The 18i, except for the Deluxe, is a 3.5. And, um, and additionally, the receiver on the 18i has a dovetail. If you want to mount an optic, you can do that easily. Um, you could also mount an optic to an element, but it's going to require a little bit of gunsmith attention to, to drill and tap uh, some holes for you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's doable. We just don't ship it that way. It would add costs that um, most people are not m mounting optics to shotguns today. So there's a reason why we do that. But then we put the cost into the 18i so that if uh, people d really did want to do that, they could step up. 18i's are going to be going from uh, basically right 
right at 999 to 1199 on the synthetic models and the waterfowl model and then the deluxe is going to it's kind of a bigger step up you're you're up about 1800 bucks for the deluxe cuz you get that nice wood the high gloss metal work they they really look nice yeah yeah look really good i i did have a question for you luke are you guys still making the the turkey specific element with that short 22 inch barrel or we are yes thank you i kind of glossed over that so we actually have a a family on our website that we just call the element turkey that uh, has a 22 inch barrel that we offer in both a 12 and a 20 so and that comes with an extended choke uh from the factory it'll be an extended full so uh yeah it's thank you for the reminder on that yeah and and um you know i want to talk a little bit about i'm going to go on a little tangent here on you luke but um you know we with tss coming on board and and the big changes like these 20 gauges and 22 inch it's so nice to be able to pack a gun around that weighs you know sub seven pounds um and and you're shooting 20 gauges and the things you're throwing patterns like our you know our, our three and a half inch magnums were you know 10 years ago with with old lead shot and so these 20 gauges, I think we're going to continue to just see grow in popularity more and more so as you know, youth turkey hunters or even grownups that just, you know, uh, adults that don't want to uh, pack a, a big heavy 12 gauge around, um, you know, those, those little short guns with TSS are just, um, man, they're impressive. That TSS is mean stuff. I can't, uh, yeah, it's, unless you've seen it, you know, perform, it's, people think you're lying when you talk about how good it is, but the stuff's amazing. <laughs> yeah. We, we had a, a, a Turkey in Kansas this year, uh, a 20 gauge, my buddy shoots a 20 gauge. Um, and it hung up it, it, it came into 27, didn't have a good shot and then kind of hung up out there at 40 and the thing never even moved. I mean, and that's just the 20 gauge with TSS. It's, it's incredible stuff, but starting to make some of these, uh, these smaller, you know, sub gauges or, or smaller gauged shotguns, um, you know, really, really good, uh, turkey medicine can i tell you a real quick story about that yeah. so yeah my son i was hunting with him in south dakota this year um and i gave him a rifle that had a red dot on it um and it, it not a rifle it was my shotgun with a red dot on it we had turkeys that hung up at like 30 yards and he pulls up on them and he shoots and i'm watching the bird nothing happens and he's like i nailed it i'm like what are you talking about well, there was another bird at 60 yards. He didn't see the one at 30. He saw the one at 60 and absolutely crushed a bird at 60 yards Jeez. with that TSS. Yeah. And I'm like, holy cow, that stuff's mean. It, it, I mean, it was dead in its tracks. Yep. Yeah, it's it's impressive. I, I shot my turkey this year at under 30 with the 12-gauge and you know the element and, and three-inch TSS, and I felt bad for it because it, it was... It wasn't pretty, but um, no, incredible stuff. The, you know, out of your guys' guns, um, you know, great results. So, uh, I have to ask why we're here, and maybe you're you're not at the liberty to say yet. But is there any talks in smaller shotguns? I know out west right now, like there's a lot of groups of guys. Like you can only bring a 410 to camp now with TSS and yeah, the the, um, the, the sub gauge guys are are definitely growing in number. Um, and I, I guess I would just say uh, stay tuned. We do have some some work some sub, some sub gauge stuff in the works so okay. uh no no specific timeline right now but uh yeah we're not we're not ignorant to the fact that they're growing in popularity yeah um it, I, I think they're more purists that it's to you know maintain the sport of turkey hunting and happen to get things that 30 or 35 yards versus as we just said tss out of a 20 or a 12 it it's almost like turning the game on to cheat mode a little bit if you want to if you don't have the the restraint um 
you know, did not pull the trigger. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's good to hear. Um, so I, on the, I, on, the, on that, uh, on the Turkey model that you brought up, uh, a, a full disclosure, I'm like a hardcore waterfowl guy. And so that was like my main entry into all of hunting was waterfowl. Uh, and so I was kind of a guy that like always wanted to have one shotgun to rule them all. And just like in the last couple of years, I've been carrying a turkey, you know, turkey length barrel in the field. And like a light bulb went off for me um, on why the, why the shorter barrel was such a huge benefit. Um, I, I, I didn't hit any branches on trees anymore with a 28 inch barrel. You've got quite a bit of barrel when you've got the shotgun over your shoulder that's hanging up out there and you're just hanging up on trees left and right. And on a shorter, like 20 or 22 inch barrel, you know, it's only six inches, but man, it makes a huge difference just when you're kind of picking your way through the woods, when you're trying to make a stock on some turkeys. And I'm like, oh, light bulb. That's why this is a thing. And so now, now I'm, now I'm okay with being a multiple shotgun guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, there, there's something to be said for, you know, packability and, and not getting hung up on everything uh, for sure. And, you know, I, I always, sh- back in the old days, you know, Mossberg 835 with a long barrel, it was just a pain. And so these, these shorter barrels are, are, are definitely nicer, um, you know, to pack around the woods, regardless of what, what you're hunting. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but here's one product that stood the test of time, Seafoam Motor Treatment. Lots of hunters and anglers know that Seafoam helps engines run better and last longer. It's really simple. When you pour it in your gas tank, Seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. I'm talking common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. You probably know someone who has used a can of seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. 
People everywhere rely on Seafoam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way that they should the entire season. Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. So I, my introduction to Weatherby, I, and, and I'm completely honest, like last year I showed up for the Ducklore episode. I'm not a big waterfowl hunter. You know, I've, I've shot some, you know, traps, mm-hmm. some skeet and stuff before, you know, fairly comfortable at swinging and shooting. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit second nature. So we show up with Sean, um, there in the potholes of Washington for a Ducklore episode. And he, yep. he hands me weather, Weatherby element and I'm like, all right, you know, and this, this gun, had already been through, uh, I don't know, four or five stops. You know, it's 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 not anybody's personal gun, so people are beating it around, you know, throwing it around. It's obvious that the gun had been used a lot to this point, and you know, we're I think we're shooting. I was shooting Federal Black Cloud that day, and um, we we get our scouting all done, get down into the setup, and that first morning, um, you know, get to start shooting it. And I I can't say because I'm 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 not a waterfowl hunter. I'm I don't know what to expect out of a a shotgun. But man, the thing shot well. It tracked well. It cycled everything I threw at it. Um, and uh, on, on that episode, also, I, I have to say that you know, these these elements make a heck of a uh, a boat oar um, if you need to row back to to to, to dock uh, after your boat breaks down. So you know the gun. No was kidding. Just, How far you know, did you and, have to row? Uh, a, we're guessing eight hundred to a thousand yards and. The, the the way we got lucky is it was supposed to be a we were checking the wind you know like every good duck hunter should um we were supposed to have a wind that would have never let us row back but thankfully you know hour and a half before daylight the wind was blowing the wrong way and actually was helping us out a little bit otherwise we would have had to we would have made the call of shame to get a, a tow or, or come get picked up oh but, no <laughs> so yeah it was we we started with uh you know stomp seats you know as our row and they weren't working well so we took the the shotguns in their cases and uh, used the butts and you know we went and finished it off with a goose hunt the following day where we didn't need the boat and then um, went and walked and and the gun performed well so tell us a little bit you know on your waterfowl hunting you know that we've already talked about the element but is there anything else you want to go into or or choke setups or or, or stuff that you know you think you want to talk about is regarding your guys' shotguns and waterfowling? Yeah, so I guess uh, on a choke setup perspective, all of our shotguns are going to ship with multiple chokes. So it's going to have you know a, a cylinder, a modified, improved cylinder, and a full across the board. Um, the 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 difference in the element and the eighteen I choke system is that the the element uses the the IMC choke system, um, and then the uh, 18i uses the cryo plus which is kind of what the the newer benelli's and berettas are using so you can absolutely run an aftermarket choke in both but you just need to note the difference in the imc and the cryo plus from the element and the 18i Um, i typically just shoot our standard modified choke i'm probably not that great of a shooter that i can tell a massive difference in my pattern um but I feel like I hit more birds than most of the guys that I hunt with at the same time. So um, I just like to I just like to leave a standard setup with a modified, and um, I, I run Black Cloud a lot and some other loads as well. But um, man, I think I think uh, the big thing is just go do it. Get time in the field. That's the number one the number one tip is do it more. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, you know, same thing. And then so then 
I get I'm getting ready for turkey season and really want to shoot. You know, like as I mentioned, I've been a an old pump guy, 835. I had the gun kind of all set up for turkey. It was great, but I had seen what was available through you know your guys's guns through some of the the meat eater team that were already shooting them with TSS, and I'm like, man, I'm I'm getting thumped to put up a pattern that's half as good as that with some of the new stuff. So um, we get a, a an element ordered up. And, you know, I've got a loophole red dot ready. Um, I got an Indian Creek choke ready and we throw some number nine uh, TSS down it and man, am I impressed. But one of the things right out of the gate, I'm going to, I'm going to give you, I can't let you off the podcast without giving you a little bit of grief. So I'm, I'm sitting here <laughs> already, you know, me being me, everything's late. It's getting close to season. Um, I think I emailed you right off the bat, uh, Luke, that Hey, uh, you know, because I think I was looking at the 18i and I seen that you guys had the dovetail on it, and then that there were adapters I could go right to a rail. And yeah, and I, yeah. I guess I that's my own fault. I wasn't looking, so I had ordered a system that was ready for the 18i and wasn't ready to mount to the element. Um, do you guys have any plans to drill and tap that receiver uh, in the future? But I was able to to quickly get a rail, it, 15 minutes, you know, a little bit of gunsmithing and. And, you know, the back end of that receiver, and I'm just going to pass on, this is not Weatherby saying this, this is my, me and my own gunsmithing. Um, the back of the receiver has a whole bunch of metal and we were able to get, you know, the entire um, screw set. And then the other ones we did, we were able to get set with, you know, at least three threads. And then we had to do just a little bit of a grinding on the inside, but a real simple yeah, process. Yeah. <laughs> Weatherby's not promoting this, but it's what we knew we had to do to get that red dot mounted. Um is there any you know future plans for maybe drilling and tapping that element, or is as you had mentioned, is it is it more of a a point and shoot, or you guys just feel that enough people aren't putting optics on those? No, I definitely think that there's more optics coming. Um, there, there's no doubt there's more optics available from you know Vortex and Loophole and others coming into the space. Um, so it's it's absolutely something that we're aware of, and uh, in the element family. I will say that on some future models, I think you can look forward to some abilities to mount optics easier than today. Yeah, there were you know there are options out there. Um, I was just looking. I wanted drilled and tapped. I didn't want a saddle mount. I didn't want like a rib mount, which companies out there do have. Um, so so we were able to get that gun all set up. The one thing I noticed once I had got you know all of my and I've got a pretty high um, mount for my red dot from from Loophold. Yep. is my cheek was really low. And I, I, I love the idea that, you know, a red dot just can be pointed. You can actually float your head off of the cheek piece. You know, I did end up adding a, a adjustable cheek piece on that shotgun just to make it feel more comfortable when I shouldered it. My head was, you know, I could see the red dot versus uh, having to search for it a little bit or lift my head up. Um, but, man, I, I threw a, the, the standard Indian Creek choke in that gun. Um, as you had mentioned, it takes the the imp choke not the plus it, which when i was doing some searching i actually had to get educated on i'm like all right that's the one that like yeah. the the winchester some of the old winchester shotguns some of the old mossberg Correct. and then some Correct. of the old browning so you kind of figure out what what choke you need but you know i don't this is where i don't know what to give credit to whether it's a choke or the shotgun whatever it is all i can say is that whether it be paired up with the indian creek number nines like and i patterned out to 60 I can see why your son flat leveled a turkey at 60 yards. Like I, <laughs> I, I didn't, I don't want to shoot one there. I, I'm, you know, being running game calls and trying to get things, you know, somewhat yeah, close and get them closer. Get them on, right. Yeah. Get them on camera. But I love having that, that, 
that confidence that if anything does run out there crippled or for some reason, I usually don't get too, that mad at the turkeys, but if I get mad enough at the turkeys, um, no, I shouldn't say that. I, I still would rather call them <laughs> in, but you, know, you have the ability to, um, like I say, my my old 40-yard group with the old Mossberg is now equivalent to a 60, you know, my 60-yard group's better. Um, so whatever combination that is, it's it's really, really good. And um, I, I have to throw Dirk under the bus a little bit, my, my buddy here. I know your guys' gun will cycle three-inch TSS all day long because he doesn't go on any turkey hunt and only expect to shoot at that thing once. Um, he, he always jokes. I didn't go all the way to, I, I didn't go all the way to Kansas to just shoot once. And, um, I think on multiple birds, uh, he had multiple quick follow-ups, but, uh, I can, That's we can awesome. vouch for, for the cycling of the shotgun because he's, he's had to do it multiple times. Uh, he's ready for a quick follow-up. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, the, yeah. One thing I, one thing I'd say about, um, the patterning and, and just kind of the, the shotguns in general is sometimes the element series we import from Turkey, right? There's obviously a lot of other Turkish import shotguns. And so people will say, what's the difference between a Weatherby and, you know, some other Turkish import. And I think it's the work that we do up front to make sure that you're going to get a really good bore, a really good, uh, choke to bore mating which leads to a better pattern um our all of our shotguns do pattern very well um i think that's that's the difference is like we stand behind our product we've got our customer service team we've been in business for 77 years and we've just got we've gotten pretty good at this and we've got a good system and so uh i i firmly believe that we probably have the best turkish shotgun on the market and the element it's really solid and it's priced really competitively and it all kind of leads just to what you're talking to, talking about which is a great patterning shotgun that cycles really well that's just going to perform day in and day out gotcha i have to ask and i know i know you're from the manufacturer so you're gonna maybe uh but but it's a question i get asked a lot um i did an article way back when on polishing you know barrels and and you know not letting your not letting your wad kind of slow down all of this crazy stuff. Yeah. Do you guys get asked a lot about lengthening the forcing cone or polishing the barrel? You know, there's guys out there like Roy Roberts and some of these, you know, Turkey shotgun gurus that work these things over even, yeah. you know, the, the other brands, you know, they're taking the, the way more expensive inertia driven shotguns and they feel like they need to rework them. The, and I'm not, I know you'll, ne- you're never going to recommend that you do this, but what, what's your take on, you know, forcing cone lengthening, you know, polishing the barrel. Uh, is it, is it overkill? Is it not needed? As I mentioned, I, I shot my gun right out of the box, but um, give us a little bit of insight on, on what you guys feel, you know, good, bad, you know, voiding warranties, all of that sort of stuff, as far as starting to modify and polish these guns and lengthening forcing cones and whatnot. I think if you, I mean, from just to answer the last part of your question first, like if you just polish your barrel or polish your forcing cone a little more, there's no issue with a warranty from that point. But if you start to like talk about lengthening the forcing cone, which if, you, if, if people aren't familiar, that's the portion of the barrel right in front of the shot shell itself where it tapers from the diameter of the shot shell down just a little bit for some constriction, which is forcing the shot to be tighter. Um, if you start to mess with the actual material removal in the forcing cone, then um, that's that's where you're going to have like, you know, our customer service team is going to be like, yeah, we, we can't really stand behind that anymore because you've materially altered the, the firearm. Yeah. yeah. Um, from an actual just performance standpoint, um, I would say I have never messed with, with that. I've polished some forcing cones and like tried to get a, a better shine out of a barrel, but 
I think there's such a law of diminishing returns there that um, for for 99.9% of shooters, you're, you're going to see like basically no improvement. I think it's it's pretty darn good as it is, and you 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 might get like one or two more pellets inside of your like whatever six inch circle at 30 than yep. you would otherwise. I mean, it's kind of like uh, like I used to be a really good golfer. I just don't have the time anymore. Um, if I went to the range today to like practice, I could put the time into doing that and shave a, like a single stroke off of my game. But so what? Like, what's <laughs> does that really matter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and that's that's where I'm coming. You know, I I read the forums all the time. I'm always looking for any advantage that at least has a, a good return. But I feel that's one of those like modifications of diminishing returns. And people may argue with me. You know, there's guys with their their super shotguns all done up, um, but. I just look at my my pattern right out of the gate with you know stock ammo, no custom loaded, you know federal TSS number nines in three inch, and uh, a choke that I screwed on, and I went and shot the gun, and it's like, what more do I need? Like how much how much deader can that turkey be um, with with what I'm already doing? So yeah, and you know there, there's there's only the opportunity to make some of that worse if you go and start modifying stuff. That'd be my fear is, yeah, we stand behind our product. If for some reason you've got a shotgun from us that's not uh, uh, having a good pattern, like call our customer service team and let us take care of that issue for you before you start fixing it for yourself. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Uh, is there anything else you want to cover on your guys' shotgun line? Anything that you know people might not know? Um, you know Give us, give us anything we might not have covered on on the the shotgun lineup. Really, I think probably our best kept secret is the 18i. We we launched that the 18. It, it launched at the end of 2018. That's where the 18 came from. Um, it's it's essentially um, a, a really really darn good inertia shotgun. <laughs> so if if you if you want a three and a half inch gun that's capable of shooting and pretty much eating anything you can throw at it. 18i is is probably our best kept shotgun secret. Uh, if you want a gun that um, is you know a little more friendly on the wallet that can do anything and everything, uh, elements for you. Um, they're they're both great. I shoot them both a lot. Um, and yeah, other than that, there's really there's really no secrets uh, behind them. Um, we we've been in the shotgun business for a whole lot of years, not all 77 years of our history, probably only about 50 years have we been doing shotguns. But, um, you know, I think Weatherby is guilty ourselves of, of forgetting that, um, forgetting that we have shotguns. Sometimes it's, it's not necessarily our primary focus from a marketing perspective, but uh, a little known fact is that in 20, 21 we shipped more shotguns than we did rifles like we we're 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 big time in the shotgun game and uh, we have a really good system so yeah good good i i know we were i i preface this we were going to talk shotguns but i have to ask why i'm here is there anything new on the rifle side that that you you can talk about or or that's coming coming our way I, I was uh i was thinking that you might try to sneak in a question about some other things but uh yeah, and as a matter of fact, there is. So um, we have a new cartridge. Our uh, our latest cartridge introduction is going to be the uh, Weatherby three thirty eight RPM, um, which is our six five Weatherby RPM 
necked up to 338. We're currently doing our final uh, load development uh, with Production Brass. Um, it, there's already public knowledge out there. Um, SAMI, which is kind of like the governing body for cartridges and firearms, uh, published the cartridge drawings back in January. Uh, and we've just had a hard time getting brass, but we have production brass. We're doing final development. And sometime early August, just like a couple weeks away, uh, we will be shipping the 338 RPM. So why 338 RPM? Well, I think there's kind of a gap in the market for an ultra lightweight, shorter barrel. Like we're going to have um, probably somewhere between an 18 inch and a 20 inch barrel in, in the production rifle line that's shooting a 225 grain 338 projectile somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,800 feet per second. So uh, that's a lot of energy uh, and a lot of performance with a big hole in a really lightweight five pound rifle package, which is pretty awesome. Now it does bark a little bit, like it's you're, you're gonna feel Jump, it a little, a little, a li- yeah, yeah, a little jumpy, yeah. Uh, but like it's a awesome bear gun, it's an awesome elk gun. Um, but yeah, for anybody that yeah. wants to punch a big hole with and not carry a lot of weight, this is this is the thing for you. And like I said, it'll be ready to hunt with this fall. Yeah, hearing you describe the the barrel length and and some of the ballistics, like instantly, I I'm out here in Southwest Washington, like we hunt a lot of elk in the timber. Like it's yeah. a perfect gun. Like uh, I'm leaving the 26 inch barreled seven mag in the truck. I'm going to grab the 338 with an 18 or 20 inch barrel. Seems like a lot better uh, option. Um, for those that don't know, Luke, where so the, those ballistics that you mentioned off, like me trying to quickly, you know, compute it to what it would be in a 20. Where does that put it like with the 338 win mag, or is it more case capacity, more performance, or like where does it sit amongst the other it's, 338s out there? It's going to be a little bit faster than a 338 Win Mag. Uh, we've got like the the fastest production 338 with a 338 378 Weatherby, uh, but the difference is um, in that 338 378 you have to use our nine lug, our big heavy action. Um, in this 338 RPM, it uses our smaller, more svelte six lug action. So you save a pound in the action itself, and then because we just don't have a hundred and whatever, 120 grains of powder to burn, it's more like uh, 90. Then um, we can use such a shorter barrel and it, it's, it's proving to be a pretty efficient round. So um, that's where we start, start being able to chop the barrel length down. So originally we thought we were going to be launching with a 24 inch barrel and through our testing, we're like, man, we can, we can really get this down, which, you know, historically Weatherby's big on velocity. We still are. Uh, but that usually comes to mean you got to shoot a longer barrel as well. So uh, we're we're really happy to have this 338 added to the line where we've got a short barrel Magnum performance rifle in a lightweight package because I, I don't think there's anything else like it in this weight class. Our titanium action with a carbon fiber stock and the backcountry 2.0 is going to tip the scale like almost exactly five pounds. Jeez. That, that's that'd be nice to carry um yeah yeah it sounds like it sounds like a good round maybe uh, I'm, i don't want to speculate because i shoot heavy magnums as well but maybe not super fun to shoot but i'll trade off packability sometimes for for um you know you don't ever feel the shot when you're shooting at a critter anyways um, yeah i i think the trade-off on the, the new 338 rpm is that we do have some some magazine length restrictions so uh we kind of you, you 
not going to have much room unless you single feed uh, to shoot a projectile more than 250 grains. Yep. Yep. That may be. So. I, I shoot a, a custom made 338 edge, which is all single feed, which most of the time, if we do hard jobs, a good thing, but there's been some times where it's been a very bad thing. Um, so yeah, yeah, keeping those in, like I'm shooting a 300 grain out of it. So it's, it sure, is definitely sure. single feed. So yeah, that, that yeah, makes a lot of sense. A, that's and, a really long loaded great yep. a cartridge then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but no, I, I instantly, like you started to describe you know, that. And like I say, perfect brush gun, um, you know, one a little extra thump in the back country and a super lightweight package. It sounds like it's going to fit that bill and, and check that box. Yeah, yeah, we're excited right. to yeah, to bring that yeah. to market. Yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing that that new information. So we'll we'll roll back to shotguns here, and we'll kind of close up. So with everything we've talked about shotguns, uh, if you were a new user just looking to get a multi-purpose shotgun that you can go out and you know shoot a limited ducks, go out and turkey hunt with all spring, and then you know want to maybe go do some upland, like what would be your shotgun choice, and and maybe explain why. I personally would probably choose our Element Tungsten. Um, there, it, there's no camo pattern on the gun. It's a black synthetic stock with the Tungsten Cerakote. So it's basically fully weatherproof. Uh, if your camo uh, changes over time, you're not going to have clashiness with your camo pattern. It can do uh, duty as a waterfowl gun, as a turkey gun, I would choose the 26-inch barrel over the 28, just so it's a little shorter, a little more friendly for doing double duty. If it was purely a waterfowl gun, I'd, I'd go for a 28. But if you want something that just run, uh, run and gun no matter what and where, um, I think that 26-inch barrel is the way to go on the Element Tungsten. Perfect. Well, thanks for that information, Luke. And thanks for coming on the Cutting Distance podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, like I say, the... I don't have a lot of experience waterfowl hunting with it, but it performed perfect. And then uh, me and Dirk are real happy with our, our turkey setups, and, and they, they did well. How can people find more out about Weatherby? How do they reach you guys? Um, I know you guys are all over social, but you know, give, your, give yourself a plug, and uh, really appreciate having you on here. Yeah, uh, weatherby.com. You can find, you know, all of the information on everything that we talked about and more there uh, at Weatherby Inc. on Instagram um, and then, you know, Facebook and other places as well, just uh, as Weatherby. So uh, we'd love to have you come follow us. Probably the best thing to do is to sign up for our newsletter on weatherby.com. Uh, we definitely get throttled a little bit by social media. So even if you follow us, you might not see everything we post every time, but um, we're not a company that sends out, you know, like six emails a day or like kind of like one a week or one every other week. And we try to make them meaningful. So uh, yeah, join our, join our email newsletter. It's probably the single best way to stay in tune with what we've got going on. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks a lot, Luke. Thanks for uh, joining and uh, good luck this fall or uh, any of your uh, shotgunning trips you have coming up. Thanks, Jason.
Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. Pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins.